that is the longest ass link in the world, but that's that's the Whoa. bingo. So everyone choose a bingo card. Jesus Christ. When does it begin? It will begin when Catsman gets back okay, and I start discussing uh, the bingo rules. Yeah. Because obviously we are in, we're, we're influencing the bingo, <laughs> so it has to be natural. You can't just like throw shit out there. Because yeah, yeah, I could yeah. say right now, hacker voice I'm in. Someone else has to do it. It can't be you ticking off your own bingo card, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. Yeah, you can't tick. What about Buster's cat? If we hear your cat, then that's that counts. Or if you go on about your cat at length, then... Uh... <laughs> yeah, and it's obviously not purposeful or just a fucking cat in the background, then yes. You shouldn't avoid doing something you'd normally do because it's on your bingo card, but you shouldn't force it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have egg and dippy egg. Yeah, so... We talk about eggs a lot as well as dippy eggs, um, so I feel like they needed to be two separate categories, but just saying dippy egg or talking about dippy eggs will not tick off the egg box. It's, it's specifically, it's egg. 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 Someone's saying egg. <laughs> I did consider making came and also arrived the free space in the middle, but... Uh... <laughs> no, thanks. That's ridiculous. You've got so many great jokes. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome Roll call who's alive. If you're alive, just make some kind of noise. Moogle Pies, are you alive? No. Rusty, are you alive? Kinda. Shiny, are you alive? <laughs> Specs, are you alive? As I'll ever be. Wally Shambler, are you alive? We lost him, lads. Can't believe Wally Shambler's fucking dead. Press F. Didn't stay alert enough! He needed to stay alert. He wasn't, he wasn't told to by his government. That's true. Well, that is just true. It's universal, the cure for the coronavirus. He can't protect the his NHS. His government told him to pretend nothing was happening. <laughs> That's basically stay alert, but in different words. <laughs> <laughs> I will notify his next of kin. Fuck life, happy man. <laughs> Whenever he was born to 2020. Can I tick off Wooly Shambler saying something along the lines of fuck I, those I guys? I think I'll give you that. that. Yeah, I think I'll give you that. Check out his impression of Wooly. You'll fuck this life. Uh, uh, yeah. Very good. Fuck X. That's that's a very Wooly thing to do. He he would be stationary in his grave right now. <laughs> 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 I want to start by reading a comment from the last episode uh, where in we discussed our games of the decade. 
Axeman13 has said, What a bunch fucking console peasants. I bet you'll catch the coronavirus from your bro handing you a disgusting, filthy console controller, like he's handing you a used Kleenex and you thank him for it, you're literally subhuman scum. Game of the decade is obviously XCOM, but only because Rayplay was released ahead of its time. Stay safe, Brits. The high standard of comments we get on these amazes me every time. What is Crosscom? XCOM. Tencom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes! Also, tick off bingo. Ten equals two equals X, X equals cross. I've got that one. <laughs> I mean, it's on my card, but it's it's in it's in character for me, so I'm ticking that. And also, we remember to read the comments. Um, yes, we remember to read comments is on there, because that never happens. Yeah. I've got both of those. <laughs> Remember to shout bingo if you get one. I only shout bing because of Steve Ballmer. <laughs> <laughs> I only shout bing bing wahoo motherfuckers. That's uh, another space. That's another bingo space. <laughs> Is that on there? So uh, yes. Spex does, does a terrible, terrible accent. accent. Oh yeah, I've oh, got Spex one on there. does a terrible accent. Oh, excellent. I don't think I've got that one this time. If you're playing along with this at home, then let us know how you did. Let us know what minute you got the bingo. And if you get it before 15 minutes, I will personally uh, send you some fresh air in a jar. <laughs> 100% quality air, guaranteed. I do actually have a really disgusting GameCube controller, so that guy is totally right. I bought a GameCube from a charity shop and there was like mold growing inside uh, the controller uh, that was only visible when when you like move the analog sticks. It was ooh. like black ooh, no, mold. No. Oh, dude. I had to take it apart and like alcohol wash it. Ew. So on the one hand, Axeman 13 is probably correct, but on the other hand, any controller that was dirty like, MD would already have removed all of the peanut butter from the edges and licked it clean before handing it to you. And yeah. um, he's not infected at the moment, so it's perfectly fine. That's true. Specs here with a GLA coronavirus update. It was confirmed during the editing process of this podcast that MD has actually contracted coronavirus. Please pray for him. I mean, I do. I have a mouse that I eat all the detritus out of because oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a PC oh, gamer. I'm not a console peasant. Jesus. I throw the controller detritus in the trash. I hope this has been an appropriate response to Axeman 13's comment. Robert. Should we do news? Because there's a, there's a lot of good news recently, actually. I don't want any of your, like, industry news. I just want some bullshit. Actually, I'll start with one bullshit article of news I have. Okay. Did you know Mortal Kombat 11's next DLC character is going to be Robocop, reprised by original actor Peter Weller? I didn't know that. I didn't know that, but I'm happy about it. I did. He is a robot. He is a cop. He is a robot cop. <laughs> He's a Robert cop. Robert cop. I get it, Robert cop. Yes. <laughs> Replacing things with Robert. How, how old is he then? He's old, but he's a robot, so it doesn't matter. Although, obviously, he's very outdated now. Because now they just have a robot that can automatically recognize black people and shoot them. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, it's funny because it's true. Do you remember when Robocop shot a guy in the dick? Yes. He was a, he was a rapist, wasn't he? And he shot yeah. him in the dick. He shot he a guy in the dick. Yep. Mortal Kombat 11 already has Terminator, so you can do Terminator versus Robocop. In like, if you don't do a fatality on, on the Terminator, like, Robocop arrests him. <laughs> it's great. 
I've got some bullshit kind of news related. Uh, let me just get you the link. This is uh, the future gamer. Michael. His name's oh, hello, Michael. Michael. Hello, Michael. Meet Michael, the future gamer. <laughs> this is the product of the online casino. Yes. Online Casino Canada conducted a study and predicted how avid gamers could look in the next 20 years if they don't change their lifestyle habits, from sleep deprivation to dehydration to lack of vitamin D, digital eye strain, and PlayStation thumb. These are just some of the physical implications of spending hours online in a gaming chair, away from sunlight and physical activity. So how serious is this? I need to tell people right now they can actually game without using a gaming chair. And if you game in a chair, it by definition becomes a gaming chair. Hold on. Also, uh, a point I thought of yesterday when all this bullshit about gaming chairs, like if you're serious about a game, why does these, why do these chairs have a backrest? Because nobody's leaning back when they're serious about the game. You lean forward. Excuse me, I, I slouch the more I concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> and additionally, my my headphones are like a vise and they squeeze my skull inward so that it's going narrow in the middle and then wide well, at the top. One of the things in this future gamer is the indent in skull from yes. pressure and overuse of the headphones. Indeed. So this exactly. is you. Except All you have to do to deform bones is apply bones. very gentle pressure over them for 20 years. Hairy ears. Hairy ears is the one that gets <laughs> For listeners at home, we're looking at a diagram that I'll link in the comments, and it's it's just pointing out all of the various issues that you can yeah. get from being a gamer. But it's like a malformed like strange looking cg rendition of a like a neanderthal man this is what the perfect human being looks like you might not like it <laughs> this is peak performance Nintendo arthritis. why didn't they call it nintendinitis that would have been oh. so much better i feel like we've all met this person already i don't know this is a person that i've met I know a guy who looks like this. He was on a quest to find all of the Eddie Stobart lorries. <laughs> so he wasn't, to my knowledge, a particularly a gamer. And I thought he was a lovely person. So I think the online casino are wrong. And also, I hope he found all the Eddie Stobart lorries. As do I. I hope so, too. The, the question I have about this is, why did online casino Canada like put effort to make this page i don't know i don't know what are they <laughs> people are staying inside and gaming instead of going to casinos which is a much healthier hobby tied into gaming disorder well to be honest gaming is much more turning into casinos as well with all the loot box yeah bullshit. It, gaming is is probably probably actually gambling in video games is taking a big chunk out of casino money Maybe that's why they're doing yeah, this. Yeah, that's true. Uh, blame video games once again. No, it's stop people from gambling in video games so they start gambling in casinos again. Mm-hmm. This guy has a shirt that says Future Gamer on it, but isn't he in the future? Surely no. his, fu his shirt should just say, 
either he's, gamer no, no, no. or present gamer. He's not a gamer yet, and that's why he looks like this. Once he becomes a gamer, he's going to become the epitome of... In order to become a gamer, you need to get the indent in skull, the Nintendo yeah. arthritis, exactly. the eczema, the swollen ankles. How are you going to wear your headphones comfortably? PlayStation thumb, blisters on fingertips. Who the fuck has ever got a blister on any of their appendages from playing video Have games? you ever played Mario Party? That's true. Mm. Fair. That's because of the N64 controller. Mm, and also that gives you stigmata, not blisters. Well, I aspire to Michael, and I want a cool alien-looking skull like that. <laughs> Keep gaming and you'll have it. Other weird news I've got is the saga of Cooking Mama, which is a couple of months old now, but oh. uh, a strange tale. Mm -hmm. um, so there was a new Cooking Mama not quite announced called Cooking Mama Cookstar, also known as Cooking Mama Coming Home to Mama and also Arriving Home to Mama. Check it <laughs> out. Check it somewhere. out. This was made by a new studio. It wasn't made by the usual studio that makes Cooking Mama. Uh, it was made by some people called, I think they were called Planet Create or something like that. Yeah. Um, it had been outsourced, basically. And very early on in development, there was a uh, an interview with one of the developers who said they were adding blockchain into the um, into the game. <laughs> And the blockchain would be used to make it so that each player unlocked individual rewards for performing tasks while connected to the internet or something like that. Now, the internet being the internet got the idea that what this actually meant was that the game was secretly a Bitcoin miner and there were reports of it overheating Nintendo Switches. The reason that it overheated Nintendo Switches is because it was very poorly optimized and ran in Unity, which the Switch is apparently oh. not very good at, at running. Yeah, that's that's a known problem. Yeah. Unity does not play nice with the Switch. Uh, and the blockchain rumors, um, apparently another developer who came forward to like speak about it, who was on the team has basically said no that was just like lip service we wanted to make like a headline so we came up with some random bullshit it was never going to be in the game because <laughs> you can't put blocked there's no reason for it. it doesn't work it doesn't fit the game came out and then was very swiftly retracted from the Nintendo eShop. So some people managed to buy it. Some people were able to order it on Amazon in like late March, early April. Um, but it was taken away from digital storefronts and taken away from, from storefronts as well. And people were like, what the hell's going on here? Um, it turns out that the game was of such poor quality that the parent company who owns Cooking Mama said, you are not allowed to publish this but they did it anyway. <laughs> so it was pulled from storefronts over legal disputes of whether they were even allowed to like publish the game because they didn't have the um, intellectual property rights. Yep. It is, it is now available for sale. Oh, is it? I, I think you can buy it on Amazon now. You still can't get it off the eShop. There are official trailers and an official website now, but for a while there wasn't even like a website. It was all really weird. There were just some random trailers floating about on various gaming channels and and stuff, and some people had debug uh, versions and things that they showed off. Really Yeah, weird I just story. checked. Number one, you can get it on game, and I didn't even realize games still existed. And still, <laughs> still alive. Cooking Mama on the cover of this game is uh, using a phone to take a picture of a rainbow cheese toasty. Yes. 
peak. She does loads of. Um, she does Fortnite dances as well. Yeah, she does Fortnite, she does Fortnite dances. dances and says <laughs> there was there was a specific meme that she said in it, and I was oh, like, yeah, why is she was, doing this? Um, what was it? Fix or it didn't happen. Cooking Mama is not a trendy. She's not supposed to be trendy and current. No. She might have done Gangnam Style, I don't know. <laughs> she does do Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style is one of the dances she does. Oh, God. Yeah, it's not good. Absolutely beautiful. Why would you corrupt something as pure as, as Cooking Mama? Hello, fellow kids. Have you heard of Gangnam Style? I hear it's the hot new meme. Cooking Mama's now dead. I just thought it was a really weird and interesting story. I was hooked on this for like a month trying to... Yeah, you were, were giving me updates on this, the, the enigma. It was quite a long, slowly unfolding saga of events, like trying to yeah. figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah. It was really interesting at the time, but then it ended up being a bit dull. Probably more interesting than the game. Yeah. This is the first Cooking Mama to have vegan recipes in it, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, like, if I was vegan, I wouldn't mind cooking meat in a game because I'd be like, well, it doesn't matter. It's not a real animal. Peter don't like it if you even cook things in a virtual space. Like, Oh, who gives a Peter fuck doesn't like Peter anything, thinks, so nobody cares. Peter have advised people playing Animal Crossing not to catch any of the insects or fish. I was talking about this with someone. Do you remember when Peter used to put out, like, uh, parody games? Mm -hmm. Like the one where Soup Cooking Mama kills things and yeah. the yeah. Super Mario, Mario Bros. Pokemon clone thing. where you play as a chicken. and Skins Tanuki. Oh, yeah, the fucking Pokemon one. And yeah. they're all, yeah. like, really, like, grimdark. Like, oh, no, isn't it bad that, that the animal has died? Died gorily. Did anyone play the Super Meat Boy one that they did, Super uh, Tofu no. Boy, where he can't jump? <laughs> well, no, they they made Super Tofu Boy, and then Super Tofu Boy was added to the actual Super Meat Boy yes. game, and he couldn't jump, and it was practically impossible to beat the first level. Yes, <laughs> mate, put some put some chili oil on that tofu, then Ooh. it'll jump. I'm telling you, chili jam. Not chili jam. You savage put chili jam on tofu. Oh, that's some slurping noises. There we go. That, yeah, <laughs> that counts as slurps. Yeah, and it that. wasn't me. <laughs> nice. Nice. Very good. Very good. Thank you, Moogle. You're welcome. Uh, anyway, Cooking Mama, rest in peace. Uh, since we're talking about Animal Crossing, it's banned in China now. Is it? Specifically because people have been using it to paste pictures of the president of China on the floor and then whack it with uh, with bug catching <laughs> nets as part of Hong Kong protests. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I love that. Love so you can't buy it on Taobao, which is their like version of eBay anymore because <laughs> it can be used as like uh, hate speech against the Chinese government, which is quite funny. Oh. How dare they? That's so silly. This is like how you can't save tracks in the NES version of Excitebike because they could potentially be arranged into suggestive configurations and then shared among people. How would you share things on the NES? Give them a code, I guess. You give them yeah, like give a, a password exactly. and it'll put it in their game. Oh. Remember passwords before we had memory cards? Yeah. Remember memory cards before we had internal memory? I like memory cards. Me They're pretty cool. Memory you could just unplug your memory card and take it over to your friend's house. Yeah. And he could copy his save over to yours, and then you could unlock all the skaters in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, including Spider-Man. Speaking of Tony Hawk... Yeah, I was going to say speaking of Tony Hawk... Why? 
<laughs> but but why? Why <laughs> are you Tony Hawk? Why? I did not have an answer. <laughs> Excited for the remakes though of one and two. It will feature aged skaters. I mean, there's only eight skaters alive nowadays, right? I think he said aged, like older. I hope they age Spider-Man. There are totally arbitrary people in the Tony Hawk games. Such as? Spider-Man's in one of them, isn't he? Spider-Man's in one of them. Shrek's in one of them. Shrek. Darth Maul, Django Fett, Doom Guy. Shrek. 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 Yep, Shrek's on the bingo card. Oh god. Was Fred Durst in uh, in any of them? Probably. Oh, He's on that, my bingo card, one. which is why I asked. He's also on my bingo card. I don't know if he is. He he might have been. We can find out. Actually, no, he is a wrestler in a wrestling game. He's he not. Is, yeah, he's in a wrestling game, which is. Yeah, he's not in. Um, is he he's not in Tony Hawk. Is he one of the wrestlers? How much does he win? Does he bingo cards? The thing is, I I do think Tony Hawk kind of does need a remake because there's not actually a particularly great way to play the original three games. Like, yeah. the different ports all have something wrong with them. Probably the best ones are the originals of the Dreamcast, but they've got, like, bad draw distance and inconsistent performance. Tony Hawk's Pro Skaters 1 and 2 were already remade for the Xbox, the original Xbox. Really badly. Really badly. Tony Hawk, like, people are acting like this is a new Tony Hawk game for the first time in years. There's been Tony Hawk games. There was a Tony Hawk yep. Pro Skater Five, ah, Tony Hawk's. So we don't talk about that. Yeah, but it was Tony abysmal. They eight. were all abysmal. There have been Downhill Tony Hawk's Jam. games ongoing. Downhill Jam was quite a while ago. That was on the Wii, but no one wants them though. Like. Who is sitting around saying, I really want a new skateboarding game? I wanted an original style Tony Hawk game, which they refused to make. What do you mean an original style? How do you mean? Like Pro Skater. Uh, yeah, like Pro oh, Skater. A lot of the new ones are very different and yeah, yeah. people like stopped buying them, I think, because they were different to the originals. Because they tried to make like open world stuff, didn't they? Where they had like a yeah. big city and like it was all skatable. The open world stuff was kind of okay, but it killed the challenge. But then yeah, they yeah. just came out with like a progressively shitter like train of spin-offs and I was like why not just make a fucking skateboarding game? How hard can it be? My question why not both? Some of the Underground games, I think at least Underground 1, had an arcade mode as well as the story mode. So yeah. you could have both at the same time. And it had unique levels for the arcade modes and stuff. We've hit Tony Hawk in the nostalgia cycle now, so yeah, I'm sure it will come. But what I miss, what I miss is a, a structured score attack game, yes. which Tony Hawk is. It's going through a succession of levels in which each level has score attack and miscellaneous objectives. Yes. And I really like that as a game concept. Nobody fucking does it anymore. I like it as well. I liked um, the challenge of trying to do every objective and the score attack in the same run, mm. um, which was, I think it was doable on every level, but fucking difficult. she asked barely. Because you, you had to barely. do stuff like pick up like tapes and stuff. Videotapes and uh, Letters, yes. the skate Spell letters, letters. Yes. Um, and there would be like random things like do a jump off of this particular thing yeah. and break this window or something like that. Do this specific trick over like, this. Grind, grind on all of these rails all the way through the shopping mall because that was probably one of my favourite levels was the downhill shopping mall one. I remember I that. I quite liked yeah. that one. Are they going to change Ollie over all the hobos? Because I feel like that's setting a bad example to today's kids. What were they Ollie over instead, though? No, change them to gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we old chum. We old chum. 
other things in the news. Fallout 76, anyone interested in Fallout 76 news? Yeah, go on. What, what's happened now? It's a guilty pleasure listening to Fallout 76. There was a bug recently where... No! No. <laughs> if you died and you had an AI companion with you, they would loot your corpse before you respawned <laughs> and there's no way to kill them to get the stuff back and they can't oh, yeah. trade it back to you. So they would take your like max level legendary armor and just start using it themselves and there'd be no way to get it back. That's hilarious. Pretty good. How is that a bug that's only just started happening? Because the NPCs only came into play now. Right, yeah. Yeah. There's also, they've started a, a season pass thing. It's it's free apparently, but you get perks if you're a Fallout first subscriber. They're still trying to inject life into this game that just does not work. Just slap a fucking do not resuscitate on it and let it go. <laughs> That's <laughs> what happens with games now. It's like the game comes out and everybody hates it and they're like, no, no, no. People like No Man's Sky now. Let's just fucking put all of our resources into fixing a shit game. There was another example of like a company that had a killed game that tried to bring it back. Um, I think it was a battle royale, I think, called The Culling. Oh, yeah. And it kind oh, of yeah. This it is died. ridiculous. So it went completely out, and then they, Flawless they brought it back, and then they made it paper match. Yes. Paper match? Paper match. And you pay for the game. You have to pay for the game first. And then you have to pay to play the game as well as having to pay. So you get one free game per day. What? If you win a game, you get a free game. Otherwise, it's something like, I think it's $6 for unlimited play for seven days or something like $3 for 20 matches. This is bonkers. Yep. Mm -hmm. To be fair, that's that's just a, a coin-up arcade game, but on the internet. I was thinking, actually, it kind of reminds me of Eve's online structure. Yeah. Where if you're good enough at the game, then you can play it for free. Yeah. yeah but you can't win a battle royale every single time. You can if you're good enough. You can if you're ninja. Exactly. <gasps> I want to be ninja. No. I want to. I want to oh, buy the gaming oh monitor and the gaming chair and the gaming mouse uh. with the 18 buttons on it. I want to do those things. Hey, I need those buttons, Moogle. And I want a 144 hertz monitor, and I need a gaming PC. Yeah! And I need to be a streamer. I'm gonna buy myself a $200 stream deck. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. With four buttons! I play all my video games on the LCD display to a smart washing machine, and I've never had any problems. <laughs> Works on my machine. So long as it plays <laughs> Doom, it doesn't matter. It plays Doom, yes. My fridge is dying. And I looked on the internet for a new fridge. And did you know you can get fridges with Android installed on them? Yes. yes. But it's not well, like... Why would you? It's not like a particularly clever, like, fridge being smart thing. It's just like an LCD screen on the front of the fridge that has just the home screen for, like, stock Android on it. <laughs> and then... And then it says there's an app on the fridge that lets you activate the cameras so that you can see inside the fridge yes. without yeah. opening the door. But I could just open the door. But why not just open the door? That's too much effort. The good thing about playing Doom on the LCD screen of your refrigerator is that it can't install anti-cheat at a kernel level. Yes. <laughs> I own Doom Eternal on the PC. Yep. Um, I have it uninstalled at the moment, just in case, but it did not install the update that uh, that installed this. But effectively, they introduced a an anti-cheat solution 
two months after launch, pretty much. Two months after launch, thereabouts. Yep. Um, without telling anyone beforehand, so they released the patch notes as they released the patch itself. It activates as soon as you boot the game up. You cannot play the game at all without it. And it broke the game on Linux, didn't it? Like, you you can't play it on Linux anymore? Yeah, so you can't use it on Linux now. It used to run really well on Linux because it was a Vulkan game, so it was basically yeah. just a straight pass-through. Yes. Sad. And also, for people who did still choose to play it, it decreased performance. Yeah. Of course it did. Particularly on people with lower specification machines. Um, if you were at the bottom end of the uh, the, like, the required specs it could often not allow you to play the game anymore the good thing though is that people very very vocally said no this is bullshit and they've decided yes we will take this out so it's one of the few examples i can think of recently where people got angry enough that the publishers actually said okay no drm no drm it's not the publisher it's it's id it's id it is it in this case. So there are two things with it that. It is not Bethesda. One is that so the initial discussion amongst the community was because id are some kind of sacred cow that you can't insult or can never do any wrong. People assumed that it was Bethesda that had chosen to make this decision. Id came out and said outright, the publisher had nothing to do with this. We made this decision. They always say that, but so know, many sketchy things happen with ZeniMax-owned games, and know, then the developers are trotted out and they said, no, it was all us, and I... Fucking, my conspiracy theory brain's going nuts. The second thing with it is that they have not said we will remove this. What they have said is we will find a way to allow people who only want to play single-player campaign to do to play it without um, the anti-cheat oh, being installed. It'll be in the multiplayer. So, yeah, they're going to keep it for the multiplayer because they want it in the multiplayer. Did the game have a big cheating problem? Furthermore, do people play Doom multiplayer? There are two things there. One is that it is not really a massively played thing. Um, the second is they are introducing more multiplayer features. One of them is a... <sighs> Battle Royale? No, a Dark Souls feature. What? Dark Souls? Where you can kind of invade other people's games when they're playing player? the... Not the single player campaign. You have to opt into it effectively. So it's a, a, a mode of the campaign where you can uh, be invaded by demons controlled by players. But why? Um, that could be Cause fun. Because you can. That's like um, the asymmetrical co-op in uh, Left 4 Dead. That's that's interesting. Yeah, and that's like it's like whatever, fine. Yeah, so fine, whatever. Um, but the other thing to it is that I don't know if there was a big cheating problem, but either way, um, it doesn't always stop cheaters either. Like there are plenty of de nouveau anti cheat things that yeah. are completely unaffected. Plenty of kernel level things that are unaffected by. Um, people that really want to cheat. Valorant has a uh, is a recently released thing with kernel level anti cheat. Cheaters are still present in Valorant. Graham, I think that's enough news for now. Should we do uh, riddles of the spink? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Everybody's so enthusiastic. I need two teams. Um, Can I be on Moogle's team because he knows shit and I don't? Uh, oh. As long as Catsman. No, I and... want Moogle. I want Moogle. I feel like Catsman so and loved. Moogle should be team captains, really. I think they're probably the most knowledgeable here at the moment. Agreed. I don't want to be captain. That means I have to go down with the ship. All right. Rusty's captain then, and you're on oh, his no. ship. No, 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 no. Bad idea. You drive, Rusty. Uh. If you need me. I'll be managing the rudder. Okay. Are you ready to answer all the questions, Moogle? I am always ready to answer as <laughs> many questions as possible. You always answer all the questions anyway. I need to anyway. get my Optothorpe ready. There, my Optothorpe is prepared. Okay, uh, so we got Team Rusty Catsman. Wood! 
Yep. Yo. And we got Team Shiny Moogle. Food. I'm dabbing. First round is going to be Alone in the Park. If you don't remember, <laughs> I change one letter of the title of a video game and then give you a description that matches that new title of the video game. So Alone in the Park is a game where you are alone and in a park is the best way I can describe Flawless. that. Yep. Buzz in, get your Octothorps ready. Uh, anyone can answer, doesn't have to be team captain, no conferring. Uh, and if your team gets it wrong, I'll pass it over to the other team. So the first one is an action platformer in which a robot grandmother fights off a league of evil robot octogenarians. I know what game it's based on, I don't know what the new title is. Food! Okay, Moogle. Mega Nan. Mega Nan is correct. Uh, like, I was thinking Mega Grand for a second. I went, hang on. Yeah, same. Catsman. Catsman, how did you, cats not get that? What? W where were you on that? Um, I was wondering what the fuck the word octogenarian means. <laughs> <laughs> Skateboarding game in which the main character is suffering heavily from anorexia. Ooh. Uh, food. Shiny. Bony Hawk. <laughs> Bony Hawk is correct. Bony <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> That's lovely. First person shooter in which the main character is repeatedly told to stop. Hmm. Hmm. Should we move on? Do you want me to just give it to you? I've I've got nothing though. Halt. What? Huh? What's that? Halt. Halo. Oh, Halo. Uh, Halo. <laughs> uh, That's a good one. That was a good one. I, I like it. You'll like this one. A bald man is paid to dislocate babies as stealthily as he can. I know, but I don't know what the letter is. Is that bald or bold? Bold. B-A-L-D. No okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. I know the game. What's he changed it to? Well, the game is easy. Dislocate babies. Yeah. Food! Hitman! No, Hitman! Hitman! Hitman is correct. No! Oh. How did I not think of this? I was Hit thinking man. of all the permutations. I knew it was Hitman, but I just couldn't get Clipman out my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's on someone's bingo card. Yeah, and the thing way. is, bingo. it's on my bingo card, and I didn't want to say it. Because you can I was tick like... that off. You can tick that off. Um... <laughs> okay, in this game, you play as a contract killer, but you also aim to impregnate as many people as possible. Oh. Uh. Food! Move. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a guess. No more her, no more herpes. Is it no more herpes? N no. Uh, no, it's, <laughs> I no, it's it not. That's a good guess, uh, I kind of get where you're coming one. from with that. that back at some point. Yeah, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Um, so, <sighs> goes over to Rusty and Cats, man. Uh, Rusty, I can't do word puzzles. I don't think it's going to be the same game franchise again as previously. It's not the same game again, no. I wouldn't use the same No more herpes is arguably a better answer. Okay, uh, it's Assassin's Breed. Oh, oh, I okay. thought Assassin's okay. Creed, but I couldn't... Yeah, I didn't get the breed bit. The next one's a lot easier. A Norse god spreads his anus wide for all to see. <laughs> I don't think I've got the game. Uh, I've got a couple in mind, but they don't work. Shall I tell you? All I can think is Odin's Sphincter. I was thinking Gape. I was thinking like Odin's Gape, but I don't know if Odin's Gate is a name of a game. The correct answer is Boulder's Gape. Boulder's Gate. Uh, of okay, course. Boulder, yeah, Boulder. I, 
A game about a laundrette run by a demon who won't necessarily dry your clothes. A what? A lawn what? A laundrette. A laundrette, a clothes washery run oh. by a demon who won't necessarily dry your clothes. I feel like this one's a bit, mm. maybe a bit of a stretch. No, the last one was a stretch. Wink. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> that was good. It's a character action game. Food! Um, Devil May Dry. It is Devil May Dry. Uh, that's good. That's a good one. I, I got it after you said character action. Yeah, yeah. A point-and-click adventure game about fixing a statue of a gorilla which has been smashed. <laughs> I think I know the game. I think I know the game, but there's fucking nothing that you can change it to. I, I thought I knew the game, but the gorilla throws me off. The, the gorilla is key to the... Yeah, exactly. That's what throws me off. What? It can't be that game. Then you've got the wrong game. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking about another game now. Broken Ape. Broken Ape. Of course. What was that based on? Broken Age. Broken Age, Broken Ape. <laughs> I'd forgotten that Broken Ape existed. Planet hopping adventure in which a mechanic and his trusty 2x4 sidekick aim to save the galaxy from a mega corporation. Food! Moogle. Ratchet uh, and Plank. Ratchet and Plank. Ratchet and plank. <laughs> Good job, Moogle. Platforming game about a man at arms who aims to regain his honor following being pushed around in a crowd. What's a man at arms? A knight. Oh. Can you repeat the entire prompt? Oh! Oh, yes, I know this one. Yeah, food! Uh, shiny, I think. Got is that. it Shoved Knight? It is Shoved Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Shoved Knight. Shoved Knight. Um, do we want to do musical interludes? Sure. One of you on the team is going to mouth trumpet a song of my choosing, and the other person will have to guess what it is. Oh. Oh, Rusty, do you have perfect pitch? Yes. Okay. Then you do it. Rusty... Uh, I will I will send you a link to a song um, and uh, you can do it. Okay. <clears throat> Halo. Halo is correct. It is the Halo main theme. Okay, so Moogle, I know you will know this song okay. that I'm going to send you, but I don't know if Shiny will be able to get it. So, Shiny, would you prefer to be given a song yes. to do to Moogle? Right. <laughs> yes. Um, let's have a think about this. I wonder if we should let the person with the music degree do the music. <laughs> <laughs> if you think I'll know it, then let Moogle sing it. <laughs> you have definitely heard this song. Uh, okay. I'll be lenient with you on your answer, I think. You've definitely heard this song, Shiny. I know you've heard it. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh I know this! <laughs> it's a good rendition. It's pretty good. <laughs> What is this? I know this! <laughs> He's so good! <laughs> wow, Miggle's really throwing himself into this. He's really good at this. Oh shit, what is it? <laughs> I, I don't think I'm gonna. I don't. I know it. I can hear it in my head, but I don't know what it is, and I don't nah, know what it's, it's from. YouTube, please don't copyright uh, strike other us. Other team, I'll, <laughs> I'll pass it over to you then. Bloody Tears. That is Bloody, Bloody Tears, Tears yes. from Castlevania. Oh, why the fuck would I know that? 
because you have watched all of the Castlevania anime, so I knew you definitely knew it. Has it been in the in the anime? Yeah, it it's in the been anime. in the anime, yeah. It's the most famous. But I knew you'd heard it, so if you'd said Castlevania, I would have given it to you. Yeah. It's the Castlevania tune that people kind of know. Okay. I'm really a fake gamer though, so. <gasps> fake gamer girl. Fake gamer girl. Okay, we're gonna do uh, co-op questions. So for this one, um, it's gonna be buzzing again. The first person who buzzes in will answer the first question, and then I will ask a question to their teammate. If you get the second question wrong, it will go over to the other team. The whole thing, or...? They will be able to steal that specific point. You won't get both points. So two questions equal one point. You know what? We'll say you only get the point if uh, if both people get it right, and the other team can steal one point if they get the second part right. First question. In which game do enemies Spittlebone, Merman, Marionette appear? Food! Moogle. I'll be tempted to say Castlevania. Uh, yeah, can you be more specific? Uh, let's go with Symphony of the Night. Symphony of the Night is the one I was looking for. I'm sure they appear in other games as well, though. Shiny, uh, mm. for the additional point. <laughs> which Belmont married Cifa Belnardes? Oh, Trevor. Trevor did. So you guys get two points for that. Good old Trev. How did you know that, but not bloody tears? Because I like the anime. It's in the anime, and Specs hates it. I hate, he hates it. I like Trevor He's in the anime. He's reacted badly to it. I am Take it off crossing this off of my bingo card. What? He hates He's reacting badly. He's reacting it. badly to it is on there. How tall is Kirby from the game Kirby's Dreamland? Ooh. Food! Google. Six inches. Incorrect, other team. <sighs> Two feet. Two feet is also incorrect. The answer <laughs> is eight inches. Yeah. Eight inches flaccid or? Is that is that from the, uh, the Smash Bros. Melee trophy by any chance? Or? Uh, I can't remember exactly, but I know it's a fact about video games. Yeah, I think it's in one of the trophies in Melee. Song titles from this game series include Metalopod, Cephalo Parade, Indolphin Surge, and Tentacular Circus Moogle Pies. I'm going to go Splatoon 2. I've just written Splatoon. I'll give it to you that. Shiny, name the members of Idol Group off the hook. Oh, oh uh, Marina and Pearl. Correct. Yeah. Two points. Gobi Desert, Clanker's Cavern, Freeze Easy Peak, Wood. Uh, Catsman. Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie. They are locations from Banjo-Kazooie. Mm -hmm. Rusty, which friendly character died before the events of Banjo-Tooie? <gasps> I know. Bottles. It was Bottles. Two points. Rest in pieces, Bottles. Rest in Bepis, Bottles. Before you answer this question, I want the specific game, not just the series. Cheese Land, Broken Pier, and Ribbon Road are playable courses in which game? Wood! Catsman. Mary Kart, fucking the GBA one. I'll give it to you for fucking yeah, the GBA one. It's GBA super, one. Circuit. super circuit. Yeah, yeah. Rusty. Waluigi appears in every Mario Kart game since Double Dash, except for... 3DS. Seven. That is correct. Ooh, good shout. I wouldn't learn that one. I know this because there was an outcry because Waluigi Pinball was in the game, but Waluigi wasn't. Interesting. Didn't know that one. <laughs> yep. I was not aware of true things relating to video games. Washua, Sunderplane, Snowdrake, Shiny. <laughs> that fucking Undertale. Undertale, correct. <laughs> oh no, but I won't be able to get the, I won't be able to get the follow-up. That was faster than I could even parse the word, Shiny. <laughs> it's Washua. Moodle Pies. Yeah, hello, that's me. Which of these is a character in Undertale? Here we go. Heat's Flamesman, 
Flames Heatman or Hots Flameman? Or what was the last one, sorry? Hots Flameman. Oh. Uh, repeat the first names to me again, please. Heats Flamesman, yes. Flames Heatman, or Hots Flameman? That's a trick question. They're all Metal Gear Solid characters. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all, they're oh all Mega God. Man bosses. So this is, this is going to be a guess for me. Oh. I'm going to go with whichever one has hot as their first name no! hot flameman is not correct is incorrect or rusty yes rusty you say it heats flamesman heats yeah. flamesman is correct you earn a point i can't believe you forgot his name moogle he he told you to remember his I've name i've not played it so i wouldn't get it i can't believe you remembered <laughs> i will always remember you remembered I'll always remember you remembered my name this female character's measurements are bust 84 centimeter, waist 54 centimeter, hips 88 centimeters. She's cool. 168 centimeters tall in heels and she weighs 148.8 kilograms. Food! Uh, I think that's Moogle. Is it going to be Bayonetta? It's not Bayonetta. No! Other team. Bayonetta is like two meters tall, isn't Other she? Other team. It is Samus Aran. It's not Samus Aran. It's not. No. No. It's 2B. The key clue uh, is that she weighs an extraordinary amount for how yeah. much oh, she, she's uh, a robot. she... She yeah. has an extraordinarily big butt. Yes. Falador, Lumbridge, and Varrock are towns in which MMORPG? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I reckon... You repeat. Falador, Lumbridge, and Varrock. Food! Okay, I'll take a punt. Mogul. I'm going to go with Ultima. Incorrect. Other no. team, do you have a guess? <sighs> Is it WoW? No, it's RuneScape. I was going to go with RuneScape as my second, yeah. RuneScape you should have gone correct. with it your first, mate. Yeah, I thought about it first and I went, maybe Ultima? Which EA game series features a magical laundry gnome who arrives dressed as a bear? Food! Shiny. Is it The Sims? It is The Sims. <laughs> oh, nice. Mm. Nicely done. Katie. Moog Lepies. Moog Lepies, that's me. Which band appeared as NPCs in <gasps> Sims The Herbs? Oh no. my god. Yes, I know this. I don't. <laughs> Um, yeah, but you two need to have perfect synergy. Yeah, this, is, this is the tactical thing about the co-op round. I mean, I don't know the answer to this one. It's the Black Eyed Peas. No points. Oh... Okay, we've got another musical round. I'm going to give uh, the opposite person the song to Mouth Trumpet. So, Catsman, mate. get ready to receive. Oh, I love to receive, mate. <laughs> this is going to be a tricky one. Uh-oh. Mouth Trumpet, please, Catsman. Mouth Trumpet. Okay, can you start over? Uh, I know what it is. It is. I'm not. I don't know what it's called. This song. But it's the. Okay, you can stop. You can stop. I know what the song is. <laughs> Cats, please. I also know this one. Let's have your answer, uh, Rusty. It's the. Uh, it's the. Is it the Halberd song? Yeah. I'll give you what's, that. What's it yeah, called? Is it, is, it is it Meta Knight? Is it Revenge um, of Meta Knight? It's Meta Knight's Revenge from Kirby Fun Pack, Kirby Superstar, whatever it was it's called. It's a Meta Knight Halberd song. I just know it from Smash. Yep, knew you'd know it. Shiny, are you ready to receive your song? I'm ready for music. Where's the music? You one of the wrestlers? <laughs> 
It takes me a little while to get it on YouTube. You have to make sure it's not the fucking Flintstones theme remix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where would we be without oh. Gilbert Sunner? You probably don't need the video, but... I don't think I know this one. Jesus Christ, this is the... <laughs> I don't know this one. I'll give you another one then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Maniacal laughter intensifies. Moogle, I'll give you a bonus point if you give the meme answer. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Hey, wait, um, that's, that's not fair. Okay, I think I know what you're gonna... Yep. Your meme <laughs> answer, okay. Okay, let me get my let me get my mouth trumpet ready, hold on. Go <laughs> get it out no. of the box. I can't remember how to mouth trumpet. I just did mouth brass, it's easier. You, you went to university. <laughs> what, okay. to do mouth trumpet? Yeah, that's what you learn. I'm not... I'm not getting this. I'm sampling this. <laughs> I might have to ask you to start again in a minute. It loops, so that's the start of it again. He's not gonna get it. What the fuck? <laughs> please give me a please give me a wild stab in the dark if you don't know it. I mean, I'm forgetting what it sounded like already. I would think that you'd be aware of it because it's been in games that I know you've played. Like there were parts of it that I. <laughs> I say we just listen to it continually until he gets it. Maybe I'm gonna need an answer. No, wait, we're about to get to the best part. <laughs> if I had to guess, I would go with, um, like, I wanna say it's from Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh. It is not. No, uh, Rusty and Catsman. Remember, there's a bonus point if you give the meme answer. Can we hear it again? <laughs> you can have you know it sounds very familiar but i don't know where i'm annoyed from i have no idea i just wanted to hear it again <laughs> that specifically oh, the beginning sounds it, very familiar is it, is it from metroid it's not from Metroid. Someone. It's uh, do you want to build a snowman from the uh, hit Disney film it's Frozen? It's KK Bubblegum. Also known as KK Bubblegum. I have never played Animal Crossing. Uh, you haven't, but you've played Smash Bros. And it's in Smash Bros. At least Smash Bros. Four and Ultimate. I barely play on the stages where that would happen. So yeah, I don't. I don't know that. I'm sorry. That's a you problem. Shiny. When I send you an Animal Crossing song and you don't know it and you do nothing in the mornings except Listen, play Animal his... Crossing, how? I don't know this song because Which I one did you send? The other one was KK Rider. Go KK Rider. Oh, that one's a good what one. What was KK Rider? I. <laughs> 
I think I probably would have known that one a bit better, but like it would have been still a stretch for me. I don't have this in my I don't have this in my discography right now. Yeah. For, for the record, by the way, my playtime in Animal Crossing as a series is zero. So I've only played New Leaf in this one. Okay. I play it because I value my free time. I, yes, I've never played Animal. Well, I have played Animal Crossing, but I've never heard KK Ryder in the game, and uh, I know how it goes. I don't. I'm afraid. Well, is it in a Smash Bros. game? It's in at least, it's in at least two Smash Bros. There we go. It's in four and Ultimate, probably, but. Right. It's in Brawl as well. Uh, okay, last round, answer smash. So <laughs> I'm going to give you two clues, and they the answer to the first clue will end in the first word for the next okay. clue. So uh, if we were if we said a game in which nobody has to die combined with a game where you play as Lloyd Irving, then the answer would be Undertales of Symphonia. Oh, okay. Uh, Long-running JRPG series, which includes magical attacks, Kefrizzle, Fuddle, and Midheal, combined with a platformer prequel to Namco's Tower of Druaga. Food! Dragon Quest of Kai. <laughs> Dragon Quest of Kai is correct. Dragon Google. Quest of fucking Kai. And just for you, later on, there's going to be a mouth trumpet of that music. Just for you. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful, Moogle. That's beautiful. This one's going to be a bit tricky, I think. Game in which you play as a man who isn't big into books, combined with a comic book-inspired cel-shaded FPS. Ooh. Repeat that one more time, please. Game in which you play as a man who isn't big into books, combined with a comic book-inspired cel-shaded FPS. But isn't in the books, what? He's not big into books. Is that a stupid word play, or is it literally what it is? No, that's, that's a line from the game. It's a, it's a meme. Some memes, so it should be a well-known game. I can elaborate further on the first game if nobody's getting it. Please do. Not a clue. Oh god, a bomb. Food! <laughs> okay, is Deus, this like... Cats, you can have it, it's fine. I'm, no, give it to you, Moogle, give it to you. Were you gonna say Deus 1013? Yes, I was, oddly enough, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I mean, Moogle said give it to Cats. I'm going to so. give it to Cats. No, give it to, it to Moogle. I, I, Moogle. I insist that this is a stupid fucking answer. I will pay for the for the meal, Moogle. Let me it's pay for the meal. Thirteen. It's written X I I I. This is this is this is a horrible amalgamation of memes. What have you done? That is awful. I like it. Yeah. Well. Why don't we, since we're struggling with these, you are allowed to confer first-person shooter with headless kamikazes who run screaming at you <laughs> combined with an adventure game about a dog and a rabbit. Oh, so easy. Um, yeah, that's so easy. Easier. That's a lot easier. What's the... Oh, shit, what's the... It's Serious Salmoned Max. That's the one. That's correct. Yeah. Other team. Oh, I didn't realise I'd used this game twice. Second game in a cyberpunk action RPG series by Ados combined with a real-time strategy game by Blizzard. We are allowed to confer uh, to... Yes, you're allowed to confer. Okay, the first one is Deus Ex something. Was was Invisible War the... F yeah, it's Deus Ex Invisible War. War oh, it's real-time Warcraft. Yes, that's correct. Deus Ex Invisible Warcraft. For the other team, a game in which Mustache Girl is the primary antagonist uh -huh. combined with an arcade light gun shooter. Yeah. So it's Hat in Time something. Uh, Hat in Time Crisis? Yeah. Correct. The latest title in an FPS series revolving around cataclysmic events on the moons of Mars combined with an RPG where you play as Frederick Chopin to Catsman and Russell. So it's Doom Eternal something. 
Oh, is it? Wait, an RPG? Yes. I don't know then. Where you play as Frederick Chopin. Never heard that name in my life. Eternal... Wait, hold on. Is there a... Is there an RPG called Eternal Sonata? Yeah, There is. There we go. Doom Eternal Sonata. Because of the Chopin link. So, final scores are uh, Team Catsman and Rusty have 11 points. Team Moogle and Shiny have 12.5 points. Nice. We win. I have been angry about this for multiple years, and it's been in my podcast document. For multiple years. Good, this is a good start. <laughs> so this is, now that the PS5 <laughs> has been mostly announced, this is a mock-up for what someone on the internet thought was a, a good hypothetical PS5. Like it? It is a floating orb <laughs> with, <laughs> with the word PS5 on it. I love these shitty mock-ups. The word PS5. Yeah. Also like a diagonal D-pad, that's the one that offends me the most. Oh my god. It's a floating orb, and there's a little stand for it, although it's floating, so it doesn't touch it. It says PS5 on it, and then there's a controller with PSP-style inset joysticks, a diagonal D-pad, and the whole thing is a screen, and it highlights, like, the buttons that you have to push on it with little labels. Jesus. No, I don't I don't mind the screen thing, although it is incredibly derivative of that like Nintendo Switch prototype thing that was released like a year before the Switch came out, but the inset joysticks and the diagonal D-pad offend <laughs> me. They offend me. Yeah. Like joysticks like a nub. Like a 3DS. I yeah. understand, but I'm just a guy. I don't think it's even that. Like there's no there's no travel space on it. Look at it. There is no travel space. It's idiot. Maybe it works like a, a ThinkPad uh, yeah. uh, nubbin. I'm not going to say clitoris because that would probably be on the podcast. Oh, wait. I've already got that. Uh, oh, okay. Never mind then. Also, I like multiple gamer chat on the screen. <laughs> multiple gamer chat. Multiple th- gamer so chat. The things that make me angry about this are, first of all, the diagonal D-pad. Second off, the analog sticks. Third off, the fact that you have your health bar on the controller means that you're going to have to look down from the screen to look at the controller to see what your health is when the health could just be on the fucking screen. I am sure that there are games that did that on the Dreamcast and games that did that on the the Wii Wii U. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they were bad. Also, it's a floating orb that doesn't have any means to get power into it or send a signal to a TV. QI and Bluetooth. It's uh, it's like um, near-field charging technology that phones have. That doesn't... You know how you can rub phones against each other to charge no. them nowadays? It's that. Here we go. So some of the ex- exciting technology this type of design could utilize includes quantum random access memory and wireless fiber optic technology. <laughs> wireless fiber optic. You've just put words I, in I front of other words put there. Words together there. No, That's they what's have written on the website. Like QRAM is like it's future tech, right? It's the contents of research papers. Wireless fiber optic technology is just called. Optic technology. technology. That's like calling it a ropeless rope. I like that they went to the trouble to mock up like an entire website, though. It's on a website called PS5PlayStation5.com. They've got release dates here. They've got price pre-order. Can you imagine if you were to like put your PS5 down on the shelf and then it just fucking rolled away like a bowling ball? <laughs> 
Uh, I think all games consoles and computers should be orbs. <laughs> orb, everything should be an orb. I want everything in my in my life to be completely spherical. I bet I bet there'll be a Mac that's an orb. There's 10 a years computer case you can get that's an orb. I've, I've talked about this a it million times. Yeah, oh it's, yeah. It's not the boat though, is it? Let's be honest. But the orb is <laughs> the better. The boat's pretty good. Or the snail. Snail's Hold good. on, is this the in-win win bot? Yes. I'm looking at it now. I mean, it is incredible, but also it's not. It is an orb on a stick. I. It doesn't float. Daisy. Fresh from the grill, we've got new hamburger music. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yes. Uh, so this this comes to us courtesy of Moogle Pies, who shared one of his favourite movies with me, Specs. <laughs> um, and uh, that should be on the bingo. <laughs> what you, Specs? Yeah. For your consideration, March of the Villains from Superman the Movie. Oh, this is evil hamburgers. Yeah, this is definitely This is hamburgers it. that are like three days past sell-by. So you have to get to like the 30 second mark before the real hamburger kicks in. Yeah, it starts off with a good plodding bit of hamburger at like yeah. 15, it's, 15 it's seconds. Got it it's all. already well it's into the, it. It's got the plodding sort of rhythm to it. <laughs> This I'm is imagining. Excellent. I'm imagining the burger that used to be sold by a burger place that I walk to every day on my way to work called the Big Dripper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is excellent. I like this very much. Yeah, it's definitely hamburger. It's wonderful. I love the Superman movie, and this is one of the reasons. But we didn't realize it was hamburger until Moogle listened to it just this year. Yeah. Incredible! Incredible! It's like, you know, it's the Tetris effect. Once you start listening to hamburger music, suddenly it, it appears everywhere. Well, that those, that couple, whoever it is on uh, on YouTube, will finally have another addition to their playlist. <laughs> yes. You're welcome, by the way. We'll get Willie to add it. We'll, we'll get him to action it. I, still, I haven't managed to wrestle that from Willie's control yet. <laughs> I, need, I need control over the hamburger music playlist as well. You just say you'd get him to action it. <laughs> yes but yes that's that's our new hamburger music fresh from the grill fresh from the grill Julian. in the original build of assassin's creed that was about to be shipped um there were no side quests of any kind what happened is just before they shipped it off for uh burning to the discs um, the CEO's child played it, said it was boring and there was nothing to do. So they had five days to add all the side content to the game and make sure there were no bugs because it was going straight to the presses for the retail discs. Jesus. Jesus. That explains a lot. They put no side quests in it. So there were no flag collection stuff. There was no like Templar assassination stuff, which is the other thing that you do. Um, they managed to do it all bar one bug, which meant that if you approached one of the assassination targets from the wrong direction, he would spawn into the ground, fall off of the, the kill plane, but wouldn't count as being killed. So if you wanted to do that, you had to start the game again from scratch if you wanted to perfect the game. We've all been there. To be fair, I don't think that alleviated any problems of the nothing to do in Assassin's Creed because those missions were all just like 
wander around the yes. city and see if you can find the yes, flag correct. or wander around the city and see, like they weren't no. interesting side quests they actually made assassin's creed even more boring they were trivial bullshit that they were told to add at the very last moment because the ceo's kids played child. it yes that is very interesting though like and the fact that they turned it around in five days is i mean it's impressive I mean, props to them uh, i guess so it's a Twitter thread from, from the people that, that were doing this. Oh no, the bit that I was really entertained by. So um, he was told to do this and then he said, let me think on it for a minute. And then he says, I went to my desk, locked the door and took a nap. <laughs> you you got to be fresh for that heavy five day programming stint you're about to work on. I mean, I, was, I take a nap when I don't have anything to do at work. Or sometimes when I do have something to do at work, but there's nobody else in the office. Or sometimes when I do have stuff to do and there's other people in the office, but they won't judge me. Or sometimes when they <laughs> will judge me and I don't care enough. Amanda. Should we talk about black and white? Yeah, go on. All right, let's go. If we must. We played uh, Peter Molyneux's Lionheads' Black and White um, for the PC as part of our book club game series, and uh, I really didn't enjoy my time with it. Is there anyone here who enjoyed their time with it? I yes. like Black and White. You too. Okay, we're split down the middle. I want to like Black and White, but it makes it difficult to... There's aspects of it I like, but it pissed me off so much that I rage quit and hard uninstalled it. As, as fast as I could. Guess what, Specs? I got even less far than you did into the game because I was beset by even more weird graphical glitches. <laughs> I'm the fucker who was like, you know what? I'll play it on period-accurate hardware. That way I won't have horrible graphical glitches. And you still got them. Yeah, everything went black halfway through the tutorial level and would not... And it didn't go white at any point. <laughs> 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 imbalance tell us what you liked about the game so i played this when it originally came out i like most things about it but it is incredibly kind of unpolished around the edges there are just some things that don't really work but what i like is um i like god games in general i like the creature i think the creature is pretty much something that still hasn't really been done since like a really good ai it's proper technology yeah, it's, it's quite clever actually yeah it is yeah, like, the amount of things that you can teach it, the amount of things that you can get out of it when you do teach it, and, like, the personality that it kind of develops over time, because it does develop a kind of personality in some respects, um, I, I think is really good. I like the fact that it tries to hide things from you, so occasionally, if it knows that you don't like something, it will still try and do it, even when it knows that it shouldn't, if it thinks that you're not watching. Yeah. And I like that. I would love to see a breakdown of how they did it. There's a big document that I've read uh, that Moogle sent me that's got like details on how best to train your creature and how it learns. Like it's sort of just just through observation. It's not sort of through analyzing the code or anything. But yeah, um, for people who haven't played Black and White, uh, it's a god game in which you play as a magical floating hand who has to satisfy their villagers who constantly want more offspring and wood. Um, and you have you have home. a pet that you Must can teach to home. do things. Uh, similar to how you do them such as gathering wood and corn and making miracles and things but there it's such an in-depth system that like it can learn when to sleep when not to sleep 
only to sleep at a certain percentage value of tiredness. Same goes for eating. You can teach it specifically where to shit. Uh, you can teach it after it shits to then throw its shit in the ocean. Um, you can teach it how to plant crops, then water the crops, then harvest the crops before it moves on to doing something else. Uh, it's it's really interesting, the learning AI on the creature, um, although a bit frustrating to train the creature in many instances. Definitely has its flaws in training. Mm. I played with the orangutan, so that's the one that like learns the fastest. It's the easiest one to train. And it learns miracles, absolutely no fucking problem whatsoever. It still doesn't know how to eat on its own. Yes. (laughs) I still have to hand it the food, rub its belly, wait for it to eat it, and then say, well done. And I don't know, I feel like I've been spending like most of my time playing the game doing that. I feel like that's what raising actual children is (laughs) like. Yeah. It still doesn't know how to sleep in the right place as well. So that was like what I found frustrating about the game was like, it seems to have a weird balance of not knowing which things should be easier to learn and which things should maybe take a bit longer, Yeah, which is annoying. Yeah. But it's it's very much a game that you can just completely zone out to. Very, very good for that. If I may provide a counterpoint from when I was young, I taught my creature to take a shit and throw it at enemy-controlled villagers. <laughs> <laughs> so if I may just make that point because you can do that. That's good. Isn't it? The the thing is, like Shiny says, it. I found it really frustrating to get my creature just to learn to drink when it was thirsty because mm. the game will tell you your your creature is dehydrated. It's so hard to get it to actually take a drink. You can lead it to water, but you can't get it to drink in some ways like a horse. But mine was a cow. <laughs> and it's... I couldn't like shiny did I I couldn't teach it to feed itself I I could it was fine with sort of feeding villagers and stuff and it would do stuff like if they were unhappy it would make breeding pairs because it knew that they wanted to breed like it was it was clever in some ways but an idiot in others some of it is to do with control and not just the control system which is very finicky at the best of times some of it is to do with the fact that when you play the game you're overarching instinct is to put your creature on a leash and then control its every movement and watch it all the time. Which is how it learns. It is in some ways, but the other side to that is that if you are constantly giving the creature orders, it will not act on its own instinct and you cannot punish or reward it for its own instinct. So when it's thirsty, you will try and lead it to water and you will try and make it drink. If you left it alone, it would drink on its own. And then you could reward it for having drunk, and then it would learn to drink when it's thirsty. That's true. Part of it is to do with that, because for certainly when you're trying to get something out of a game like this, you will immediately gravitate to, well, I must go for this bit, which is the best bit, which is the bit where I'll get the most out of. Whereas if you try and play the game naturally, as it it kind of not so much tells you to, because the game doesn't really tell you to do that. Um, but as it kind of intended you to, then you'll you'll get more out of it that way. I feel like, if anything, the game tells you to not do what you're saying to do because it reminds you, like, every five minutes your, your creature is thirsty, give it something to drink. It tells you to do that. Yeah, it does, yeah. And it keeps telling you to do it, even if you've tried and it doesn't work. It's very inconsistent with what it tells you to do and what I feel like you should be doing. Yeah. Like, its focus is all over the place. And that's, to an extent, is Peter Molyneux. Um, Because he doesn't have any focus on anything. Um, He's do everything all at once. 
The issue I think that annoyed me most about the game is it just feels like the game wants you to micromanage stuff because it will constantly tell you, yes, your village is uh, running out of food, your your cow is hungry, um, your cow needs to drink, your cow needs to poo, your cow is trying to tell you something. And it's like, I can't do all of this at the same time. And why is my village not self-sufficient? Like it's, it's the worst in level three where you've basically got to expand without your creature. It takes away yeah. the most fun part of the game from you at the point where you're just starting to understand and really utilize it and you are left to conquer villages by yourself which basically amounts to repeatedly casting miracles over them or giving them food and stuff and they constantly want food houses offspring offspring we We need offspring we need wood. You you feel like you've never got a moment to just like explore the environment and do the side quests because to take over the villages and unlock the side quests by taking over the villages, you have to just be doing arbitrary boring stuff. The game doesn't really tell you how to make your villages self-sufficient. You can. You absolutely yeah, can sure set up can. like um farmers and like people that shepherds that's what i'm looking for. That's the word. <laughs> um and fishers and people like that to actually make you self-sufficient. The game doesn't really tell you how to do that, but you can. The The problem with it is that there's no menu system for, like, anything in this game. No. Even saving, you have to go into your temple and then, like, click a, click a button. You can load game from the menu. Yes. <laughs> but you can't save. You can quick save. There are quick there saves. There are quick saves and quick loads. The game doesn't tell you, though, because it's trying to be like, no, use the mouse, use the mouse. Don't use the keyboard. It's in the manual. Yeah, it's, it's in the manual, yeah. I think that's a large amount of probably the problem that we would have had playing. I spoke to Specs about this a couple of weeks ago, actually. In the day, when you got a new game, you would just read the manual cover to cover. Correct. I never read the manual. I, every single new game I got, I would read the manual. So I think from that perspective, if I had played this game at that time, I would have read this and I had known all this extra information. Mm-hmm. But the way people play games now and the way that we struggled with a lot of things in this game playing it now is that we didn't do that. So there was a lot of information like when I was watching Specs play, it was before I'd started playing it. And I thought, like, can't you send missionaries from your town to go and help kind of spread belief to other places? And that is actually something you can mm-hmm. do, but you don't get taught that in no, the no. game. It's in the manual. Yeah. So there's just a lot of information that would have been handy, especially because they have a whole world that's dedicated to tutorial. But when you when you start the game, that's interesting. I was going to say almost the, the length of the tutorial in that game would trick me into thinking everything. I would never even look in the manual yeah it doesn't it really doesn't yeah there's so much information that it could teach you in that world that it just doesn't yeah it teaches you barely anything at all it doesn't teach you any of the cool stuff either like the fact that you can skim stones when you throw them another doesn't teach you about making like monoliths and uh making worship structures and things either of course because you can you can imbue a stone with your godly energy and put it in like an enemy town if you place a stone in your town and have people worship around it for seven days then you can take that to another town and it will start to spread your influence you can put missionaries in oh this is the whole thing where you were trying to get influence in other places and it didn't work work. you in terms of uh making your village self-sufficient you can do it but you have to pick up people and put them near the jobs you want them to have if there was some menu where you could say i want 20 percent of my villages to be farmers 20 percent to be woodcutters 20 percent to be uh i don't know baby raisers stuff like that no menu allowed 
Part of it is this high-level concept that they had, which is the god game, but without any of the trappings of any god game that had been previous. They wanted a menuless game. They wanted, I guess, a god simulator in that respect. Like, they didn't want you having to traipse through menus and stuff. They wanted it all intuitive. Yeah. And it's a, the whole game is a slave to that concept. Mm. The game introduces you first to movement and says you drag along the ground to move. <laughs> yeah. It gives you, like, a 30-second thing of, like, the hand going. I'm just like, I know how to drag. The, yeah, it shows you everything before it gets you to do it, which is annoying about the tutorials. But also, it's much easier to move around using the the keys it is yeah. yeah they wanted you to interact with everything so they wanted mm, you yes. to drag yourself along the the world which like is a, a really bad way to play yeah like a worm like a grub i bet that that the keyboard controls didn't even go in the game until like testing and people yeah. played it and hated it and peter molyneux was like no you're not allowed to do it that way it can be tempting when you're designing something like this to say okay this is my rule and this rule is like the big idea that i've got yes so i can't break it even when breaking it actually makes things easier and not harder even when you create an inconsistency it's better to have it inconsistent than to have everything slotted into this grand vision peter molyneux as a director of games that is him right yeah is the high level concept without any thought about how it works it's yeah. just that is the concept get to it enact my vision yeah in terms of how i think the game could have been better so one the first level the tutorial level does while it teaches you a lot about how to do your creature it's actually in the <laughs> it's actually in the second level where it starts to show you how your creature's feeling and how it's learning so they should have made that available from the first world because i spent a lot of time not really understanding until i got to the second world and then it's like oh great I wasted all this time when I couldn't see the fruits of my labor taking over villages generally requires about 500 belief points and then once you take over a village it gives you a side quest to do the better thing to have done would have been have each village have its own side quest and if you complete that side quest you get a bunch of belief so that you're not doing the same arbitrary tasks to gain belief in a village each time you go to a new village because the world progression is basically just you start off with one temple, you expand your influence, you take over villages, and then you move on to the next world once you've taken over all the villages. But there's nothing unique about taking over each village, which is just kind of boring. It's a game that's got gone very wide. I've never played it yeah. for long enough for the wideness to be a problem. It does become a massive issue, especially in later worlds. It, it, it is a big problem that way. They give you a great amount of things to do, but there's no focus, really. Yeah. I mean, what they want is for you to fight against enemy gods, but they only really start that in, like, level three, I think yeah. it was. It's in level three. Yeah. They start it there. They needed to give you some practice for taking neutral settlements a little bit earlier during the first world, I think, the tutorial one. And what they do there is they basically have the giant creature who helps you take the first, like, neutral settlement, I think. And yeah. like he just does miracles for you and gives you a shit ton of miracles. Miracles are the least efficient way of taking of taking settlements in that game because they take you long enough to get with belief and you're not doing other stuff while you're doing that. 
Like, it felt like they needed to teach you properly. People don't even care when you perform yeah. a miracle in front of them, and yet when you put yeah. a rock near them, they're like, holy shit. They see a miracle once, and then they become jaded on it. They're like, oh, we've seen you produce <laughs> corn from the sky before, dude. Do something new. And eventually, I just got so pissed off with the humans in the game that they're whining and, and, uh, they're, <laughs> and they're needy. Yeah, they're need. That I was like, no, you know what? I'm angry god now. I'm evil god. <laughs> I've had enough yeah. of all of you people. Have some rocks thrown at your houses. That's what Molyneux wanted. I guess the dichotomy between good and evil god is what they wanted to play up. That's the whole point of the title. It's the point of the reversible sleeve for the game. It's like your little, the little it's demon really on sick. your shoulder. Like the little angel on your shoulder trying to convince you to do the good stuff. And then Danny DeVito on the other. Exactly. I don't know if they have it in game one, but certainly Black and White 2 has a thing where the more good you are, the more pure and like bright your hand is, and the more evil you get, the more demonic your hand becomes. But the other thing that happens is that your villages tend to get like more and more evil as well. Like certainly in the second game, like the more evil you are, like the more kind of like bondage dungeon your houses become. <laughs> and like the more good you are, the more picturesque, like it's the Shire um, type of thing it becomes. Like you get really nice houses and stuff. That's cute. The thing I found about Black and White 1 is much like being a person who lives in America, it's very difficult to be black in this game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> Fucking Christ. The issue is, like, a lot of the side quests just don't have an evil route. It'll be, like, save the drowning people. Yeah. Or don't. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, there's no fun way to do this if I want to be evil. Does it not consider you evil if you simply fail to be good? Because, like, in one of the first side quests in the tutorial bit, I accidentally killed that, that woman's brother because I didn't get him home in time. Does that not consider me bad because she thought I was evil? I think you got a neutral result from that. Uh, there are three results. You bring him home and she heals him. You bring him home and he's dead. Or you crush her house with a rock. <laughs> but there's okay. there's a lot of quests where it's just like... there's There's a lot that are just like... One of them's the Tower of Hanoi, and it's like, how am I going to do this evilly? There isn't an evil solution to that quest. There's loads of quests that are like, just do the quest, and it doesn't influence your evil or good meter. And, it, and being evil doesn't really even do anything in the game. Like, it doesn't matter if you're good it's or evil. It's just a choice to take. It's just a choice to take at the end of the day. It's weird to have a game called Black and White, where it just doesn't matter if you're black or white, like Michael Jackson said. It's one of those things where they didn't think it all the way through, and there are no real rewards for being good or evil, for that matter, in the game. Mm. They fixed a lot of things in 2, and maybe it's like it's wrong to talk about 2 so much during this, but they at least had a number of things that you could do, like make soldiers and make evil magic. Mm. Um, the evil miracles, A, raised your evil meter a lot more, and B, if you used them, they got better if you were more evil. So the more evil you were, the better your evil spells became, and the, the more good you were, the better your good spells became. It would be interesting if they could have made it work in this game where um, the opposing god that you're against kind of change depending on where you lie as well. Mm, yeah. yeah. So like if you were more evil inclined, then he was a more like, you know, a better, nicer god. And so there was a, some kind of balance there as mm. well. I think that would have been good. But I, I think he's just evil no matter what, yeah, basically. Yeah, he is, yeah. 
what I was going to say about this game is that I really enjoyed it just for like sitting and just doing this because I really like just doing really mundane, boring tasks over and over and over again. And I think it's really, really good for that, mm. but it doesn't give you enough breathing room to just do that and enjoy it. I feel like it does give you the breathing room, but it pretends that it doesn't. A lot of the things that it prompts you to do, there's no consequence if you don't do them. Mm. It, it just makes you feel stressed when you're trying to just chill. Your creature needs to poo. Yeah. Fine, what the fuck ever. Like, let him poo somewhere. Who gives a fuck at the end of the day? Offspring. Like, fine, whatever. Who must cares? build like, homes. I feel like the game gives you all these prompts and it expects you to do nothing with them necessarily. I, d I think part of the reason I didn't have a good time with this is I'm not a person who plays this sort of game anyway. I played it in my childhood and enjoyed it, which is why I wanted to come back and revisit it. Mm. I'm kind of glad I did, but like it still made me angry. I don't play The Sims. I don't play uh, even like more sort of involved games like Animal Crossing Harvest Moon. They, I, I can't make my own fun, I guess, is the, the issue with games. So it's not for me, you know? It's not for you. I would generally agree, but I also don't play a lot of games with undefined objectives, and I still got quite a lot out of black and white as a child and even now. Like, there are defined objectives. I think the problem with them is they're not focused enough to be interesting most of the time. Yes, yeah, I'd agree. Mm. I feel like it would be better with an undefined objective, to be honest. If you had a sandbox to just, like, teach the creature... There is one. Because that's, that's the fun bit. I guess you've got the, the God's Playground. I, I would have made it like SimCity, where you can where you just have a blank canvas and you can expand and it's not telling you constantly to do different things. So you would have had things like just a giant map with, like, your town and then, like, nine or ten different, like, neutral towns, basically. Yeah. So there is a mode which is is kind of like the same as skirmish modes in RTS games and things where you just have a big world and I can't remember if you can set it to zero other gods but you can certainly have like one god in the corner and you on the on the other side of the map. Oh yeah, this game has fucking multiplayer, doesn't it? It does, it has multiplayer as well. But that is that is where the game aims for you to go and teach your creature things. Like it doesn't really consider that you should have it all the time during the the main campaign, I guess. It's you do the campaign when you want to and then when you don't want to you go and just fuck around in some random world which doesn't have any impact on the rest of the game so i need to talk at this point about my technological issues with lionhead and bullfrog games i own dungeon keeper and i own black Your and white dungeon, is full of dungeon keeper does not run on my computer because it blue screens all the time I bought this game when I was a teenager, and I put it on my computer that I had at the time, which had a GeForce 440MX in it, nice. and the game loaded, and the whole game was a giant polygon soup. Like, all the polygons were in the wrong places, and all the graphics just juddered around horribly, and you couldn't see anything. And I called the support hotline for the game, and they were like, oh yeah, your graphics card isn't supported, and like... The MX440 or whatever it was, wasn't a good graphics card, but it was like released in the same year as the game. It should have run. <laughs> I played it on a GeForce 2 and it was fine. Yeah, and uh, MX440 is basically a GeForce 2. So yeah. anyway, so I was like, right, I'm, I'm, this time I'm going to play it on my other period accurate computer, which had a GT610 in it. And I got not much further than Specs got while I was with him in his stream. <laughs> And and the whole all of the models went solid black. 
and no no amount of restarting the game or doing anything would change it. They all went black forever. And I could still technically play it because the terrain was visible, <laughs> but none of the like buildings or like NPCs or anything or creature. And I was just like, ah, can I have one Peter Molyneux game that actually just fucking runs? Uh, no. I will echo this. I owned uh, Black and White in the year it released. I played it on a GeForce 2 PC. For some reason, unclear as to exactly why, something broke in the registry with the game, and I could then no longer play it. So I owned it for about three or four months before it broke, and that was that. Fortunately, those, those were the days when you could just return your, your PC games to where you bought them and they would refund you. Um, so I did that. Specifics on this game, do we want to talk about some like side quests? I, I, specifically, we should talk about the singing sailors, I think. Yeah, that's what I really liked about this, is the sense of weird humour that it has. It's very odd to describe to anyone who isn't British, by the way. You might not find any of this shit funny. It is a very British game. Yes. And it's, it's obviously it's made by a British director, by a British company, so on and so forth. And he inserts this kind of humor into every single game he's responsible for, bar none. And it's good. And it's always weird and surreal and funny. Like, I remember reading stuff on it at some point that compared it to, like, the same kind of thing that goes into Monty Python and things like that. This kind of, like, weirdly surreal, I don't know, countryside folklore humor? Yeah. I don't know yeah. how to really describe it. It's fun. Just kind of charming, you know? There's just this character in World 3. I don't think he has any purpose, but he just taunts you. He lives next yes. to your village <laughs> and taunts <laughs> you to try him. and kill him. And you can't do any damage to him. And anytime you throw him, the game yes, the game yes. goes into slow motion and zooms in on him as he flies <laughs> through the air. Oh, please don't pick me up. Go on, chuck me about. I dare you. You didn't kill me. Oh, you big bully. <laughs> I love that guy. He's so funny. I don't remember if you can actually kill him. I can't remember. You can feed him to your creature, which gets rid of him for a while. I can't remember if he comes out with the poo <laughs> or if he does actually die when you feed him to the creature. I think, Spokes, you drowned him and he came back. I drowned him and he came back, yeah. He eventually gets home. The side quests in this game, a lot of them are very ambiguous. Like, there's stuff like the, the Pied Piper shows up and, like, again, taunts you and you can't damage him. Uh, and you're supposed to save the children from him. The obvious solution would be to, like drop a rock on him or pick him up and put him in a jail or something you can't pick him up and dropping a rock on him doesn't damage him so you've got to just like yeah. wait till he's out in the open and set your creature on him it's it's odd it's like but is that how you do that quest? yeah you, you got to attach your creature to him feed yeah. him to your creature uh, god damn it it's a really weird thing where they've created this freeform sandbox god thing but then they won't let you pick your solution yeah and that's why it's difficult to be evil in the game as well. Like there, yeah. there's one quest early on where a guy is like, I won't believe in you unless you show me a big creature. And it takes quite a while for your creature to grow big enough for him to actually sort of see that uh, it's big enough. So like, there's not really an evil solution to that. You could kill the guy, but... There are actually evil solutions to that. The evil solution is you let your creature eat a lot of meat. Meat eating in creatures is defined as evil according to that thing that we were reading. Um, so the way in which you get a big creature really quickly is is make them eat meat and make them lift heavy things. 
I wonder if they should have pivoted this game more towards the creature. I think they should have. It's the best part yeah. of the game. It feels very much like a game that was either started with the creature and had the other stuff bolted yeah, on, I or so. maybe it started with the other stuff and then they just got more and more into the creature as the development went on. The creature is probably still one of the best AI examples I can think of in games. Mm. Like, it's one of the, the high big brain AIs in video games. Like, what can you think of that's as impressive as the creature? Like, there's no smoke and mirrors to it, because a lot of AI in games are smoke and mirrors. Like, when people quote fear yeah, uh, as an example of good AI, fear. a lot of that is just scripted shit. Really? I've I've read the paper on GOPE. It's pretty amazing, I'm going to be honest. There are some things that are interesting in it, but a lot of it is smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And a lot of video games in general is just that. To be honest, know? that's how you build an interesting, exciting video game is dumb AI and smoke and mirrors. If you try and build a video game with really clever AI, it ends up being fucking frustrating. Like this one. <laughs> like this one. I'm not going to complain about like smoke and mirrors as a thing, but it is... I feel like black and white isn't smoke and mirrors. Like, there's a lot of actual attention paid to it and a lot of depth to it if you really want to. Mm. Yeah. I think black and white is a bad game with really good ideas, mm -hmm. is, is how <laughs> I'd describe it. Doesn't that fit a lot of Peter Molyneux games, though, at the end of the day? Anything else anyone wants to say before we move on? Idle idly. Idle idly. Idle idly. I lightly, the orangutan sound effects are the most annoying thing in the whole world. You know what we haven't mentioned in terms of sound effects? Death. <laughs> Death. Death. If you put your name in the game as your player like name, <laughs> then at midnight the game has a random chance to just play a whispered like sound clip of yes. your name which is the best thing about it it's really bizarre there's a hundred or a hundred and one i think different names that they've put into the game um in alphabetical order you can see them in the sound files and there's loads of posts i saw of people on the internet saying am i going crazy or <laughs> did, and that was did exactly what happen? it was there for i absolutely love shit like that i feel like more games should do like just weird little things like that to wig you out a bit yeah because yeah. it's so cool and it's it's like you can't really do it as much anymore because people will just data mine and find yeah, out so yeah, it's not yeah. going to be like a weird thing that you find but i think it's such a cool little thing to do if you actually used the windows address book when black and white 2 came out it would populate all the villager names from your address book that you had like your contacts list nice Jeff Keighley, of course, is in Black and White 1. We saw Jeff Keighley. Yeah, the, all of the names of villages are the people who worked on the game or just like uh, Peter Molyneux's like, um, acquaintances. So we accidentally yeah. killed Jeff Keighley in our playthrough. He threw him into a vortex. He threw the skeleton into a vortex. If you want to see gameplay of Black and White, do watch it on our YouTube channel because it was hilarious. Uh, I've made a series of highlights from it and Catsman was very much on form, so it was very funny. Charlie. We don't need to go on at length about it, but I want to talk just a little bit about the recent massive amounts of video game leaks that have happened. Yeah, what's going on? Loving it. This happened last year, actually, and it's just starting to leak out into the public domain. Um, a guy hacked into, I think, the IQ like headquarters servers. IQ is a company in China that have done Nintendo's like localizations in China since the N64 era. 
So Nintendo are not allowed to publish in China. They're not allowed to produce consoles for China, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. Because China's so locked down, they need their own individual like um, boxes to play video games on. So rather than the N64, they've got this thing called the IQ that plays some N64 games, including Ocarina of Time is usually speedrun on the IQ because it's slightly faster than speedrunning it on the N64, for instance. This guy hacked into IQ and got SDKs and source codes from the N64 up to, I think, the Wii era of Nintendo consoles, as well as demos from the N64 upwards. Already there has been leaks of uh, the Cornflake Mirror demo for the N64, as well as other things uh, that were just like boot ROMs to test some some stuff like uh, how, how the N64 renders 3D objects and things like that. Cornflake Mirror? Cornflake Mirror House is the name of the the N64 ROM. <laughs> there is a load of Pokemon leaks have come out from this, so the uh, and also arrived out from it. The um, the 1997 and 1999 Space World demos of Generation Two of Pokemon are like came from this set of leaks, and we've had Gen Three and Gen Four leaks now as well. I've seen the source code for Pokemon Diamond and Pearl today. As well as this, it just seems like it's got people interested in leaks because the Xbox's, the original Xbox's source code leaked yesterday as well. There's been a load of just random video games leaking as well, like uh, Time Crisis we talked about earlier and um, one of the Assassin's Creed games as well. So leak crazy at the moment. It's good for video game preservation. It's good for emulation. It's good for people who like looking up like cut content and development versions of games. Yeah. And I just Googled it and there's already an any percent speed run of Mirror House Cornflakes. Yeah. <laughs> Mirror House Cornflake. Mirror House Cornflakes looks like it might have assets that went into the original Animal Crossing as well. Neat. The thing people are hoping is if we get betas for well-known games like Mother 3, if we get the N64 cut oh, for that. N64 Mother 3 or Ura like Zelda, Ura Zelda. Early Builds of Mario 64. Legendary prototypes or like weird demos like Mario 128, stuff like that would be cool. Yeah, Mario 128 would be good. I mean, we've already got some legendary prototypes. I mean, was it six months ago, a year ago, we got the Space World... Pokemon Gen 2 ones, yeah. which were thought to be lost to time, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now we've got the 1999 Space World ones yeah. uh, for the same games. Like There are some that have come out which were like the holy grails of video game preservation. It's very, very cool stuff. And obviously having the source codes for those systems is going to make emulation better. While it's illegal to incorporate any of that code into your emulator, you can kind of reverse engineer it in a similar way. It gives you better understanding of how the consoles work. Yeah, you gain the understand. It's not illegal to use understanding you got from reading leaked source code. I mean, it probably is, but you can't prove it. I would just like to read the source codes of some of Nintendo games if I get the chance. I read the source code of the um, Mario 64 decompilation. It was a fucking mess. Like, there was, was there one recently which was the Half-Life 2 source codes? I haven't had a chance to read that yet. There was, a, there was a collection of the comments that were included on it and they were fucking wonderful. Just people complaining constantly. 
It's like, this works. Don't know why. It works. Fine, whatever. Move on. Mario 64 has been ported to PC now. This is not part of the leak. Someone uh, or a team of people reverse engineered the um, compilation of Mario 64. So they decompiled it. Found out that for one thing, Dire Dire Docs, also known as Bowser Gets Wet and Wild, was not optimized. But there's like a 60 FPS versions of Mario 64, which can be run at any resolution natively on PC. There's reshade mods and stuff you can get for it. Different camera control, free camera control rather than what's in it. Oh yeah, Mario 64 with reshared mods that make giant black shadows everywhere and desaturate (laughs) all the stuff and make it look like there's fucking Vaseline all over the camera. Nintendo! Hire this man. God, it's 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 one of the few things that I can count on that there'll be a mod somewhere that'll make my game look like shit. <laughs> okay, sound off. Who's still alive? Me. Me. Unfortunately, I am still here. We lost Rusty somewhere along the way. No one got any bingo. No one got bingo. I came close. I really came close. I was also very close. I came close and also I almost got all the stuff on my bingo. This has been Ladies Brunch Club. You can catch us at lunchtime.org.uk. You can look at our YouTube channel at the GLA stream, and you can watch us stream live at twitch.tv slash thecatsman. We're also on Discord. Go find the link at one of the other locations I've just specified. Uh, thanks for listening. Oh, we got this notion that we quite like to sell the ocean, so we're building a big boat to leave here for good. We're not keen on sinking, so we're all sitting here thinking Cause we built it too big and we've run out of wood Idle idly, we simply can't leave till we get some more wood Oh, we're not keen on sinking, so that's why we're sitting thinking Cause we simply can't leave till we get some more wood But there's still something on the wish list To keep us all going through the wind and the rain There's no food on the table And we can't sell unless we're able So we ain't going nowhere till we get some grain Idly, idly We simply can't leave until we get some grain There's no food on the table and we can't sail unless we're able So we ain't going nowhere till we get some grain Oh, we're not complaining But there's still one more thing remaining Cause bread is quite boring if that's all you eat We need some flavour so do us all a little favour Cause we ain't going nowhere till we get some meat simply can't leave until we got some meat so do us a favor find something with a little flavor cause we're going nowhere till we got some meat pinky